Welcome back to Dungeons and Dagon's Tomb of Annihilation campaign. We return with our heroes just having had a long rest after completing the first level of the Tomb of the Nine Gods, the Rotten Halls. Safely perched on a cliff overlooking a waterfall pouring down a shaft into a subterranean ocean. Our heroes have managed to recover from the horrors they have faced and have slept well, save for the constant nightmares reminding them of what is to come and the occasional rumbles of something terrible down below in the subterranean ocean, something that eventually... They will have no choice but to confront. Our heroes decide it is time to move on to the next level of the dungeon. And so, eschewing the main stairwell down to level 2, they decide to take the secret staircase discovered by Zinhorn, leading down to the staff-only area of the dungeon. Hearing chattering voices at the bottom of the narrow stairwell, talking about It's time we've reset all the traps, but they've already got two, uh, no, three of the, uh, of the trap gods Ah, calm yourselves down, men, it's time for a break Our heroes creep down to face what is below, and stepping into the darkness, find themselves face to face with six Tomb Dwarves. Tomb Dwarves who were once, obviously, mortal men, now warped into husks of their former selves, changed beyond recognition with emaciated, rotting faces, dressed in patchwork, rusted metal armour, and adorned with helmets in the shape of laughing bearded devils. As our heroes ready themselves to fight back, one of the tomb dwarves makes his way to an iron maiden wedged at the very back of the tomb dwarves break room. He reaches up and pulls the lever. With a shudder, the contraption opens. A great mist fills the room and out steps the first tomb guardian faced by the party, a flesh golem adorned in rusted metal armour topped with nasty foot-long spikes. And as they stare at this monstrosity, it begins to lurch towards them. Let us jump in to the battle. Jesus! Okay. <clears throat> You are in yes. the Dungeon of Deception, and it has already deceived us by stealing the sound. <laughs> but you are okay, trapped so. in battle with the Tomb Dwarves and the Tomb Guardian. Uh, Alessander has just flung a firebolt at it, noticing that it is weak to fire. Go ahead, roll your damage. Okay, I will... Thanks to Kay for letting me know about the sound. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Kay. Eventually we're going to get this right, though. If you guys want to speed up this process, please feel free to donate to us. For the love of God, help. Help us now. Uh, that's <laughs> 16 points of fire damage, and that's within... You said it takes double from fire? 
It does take double from fire damage. 32 points of fire damage. Oh! Oh! I'm falling into my awesome side cantrip and it's already immediately been... <laughs> the Tomb Guardian looks like it's barely holding together as the flames tear at its putrid flesh and patchwork armor as the Tomb Dwarves stare around looking at it with sheer terror on their emaciated faces. Glaring, glaring in anger under their laughing devil masks. Um, okay, I also like to point out that Armor of Agathus is obviously gone now due yes, to the fact that it did waste yeah, your 20. Yep, okay. Uh, so, it is now Sir Lucian's turn. Is it Lucian? Sir Lucian there. He's muted. I have a feeling I know what he'll do. Um, I have a feeling. Oh, oh there okay. Sorry, yep. I thought it was not muted. Yep. Alright. Uh, wacky stick, Trim Guardian. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Alright, uh, uh, that is definitely a hit. Definitely a hit, roll your damage. Yep. Is my definitely hit dice. 19 points of damage there. 19 points of damage, you swing your sword at the Tomb Guardian, taving in the rusty helmet that he wears on his head. And he drops to the floor like a sack of coal. You still have another attack left. You want to finish off Tomb Dwarf 3? Please do. Um, did this have a fall effect and scare the other Tomb Dwarfs? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. But Tomb Dwarf 3 is incapacitated from Onyx's hypnotic oh, pattern. Great. So go ahead, you may roll with advantage to hit Oh, beautiful. Let's, let's publicly <laughs> execute them in front of all his friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's seven plus eleven, so that's eighteen. Yeah, that's a hit. Roll your damage. I said, yeah, that's not just asking all the DCs. All right, okay, that is that's seventeen points of damage there. Seventeen points of damage, and whoosh, you lop off his head. It falls to the ground, and then the dwarf and his body disintegrate into dust. The other two dwarves. The other Tomb Dwarves exchange worried glances, and one of them says, Ugh, God damn it, this is not- God damn it, this is not the break time we deserved! <laughs> yes. Another Scottish Tomb Dwarf! <laughs> it <laughs> is- Oh man, I feel so sorry for these guys. We basically just rocked up in the middle of their fucking lunch break and beat the shit out of them. Yep, <laughs> it is Zinhorn's turn. And executed their boss. <laughs> So, so one and two are still charmed. Yep. So Zinhorn is going to fire a frostbite at number, uh, which one's that? Number five. Number five, okay. Uh, go ahead, roll to hit him. It's oh, a wait, con save. He, yeah, he makes a con save, that's right. Uh, let's see, that is a 21. Okay, he still gets the he doesn't get disadvantage, but that is nine points of cold damage. Nine points of cold damage, nice. Okay, it is the Tomb Dwarf's turn. Tomb Dwarf five runs towards Alessander. He's going to make a wisdom save because he is undead. Oh, how lovely! That is a fourteen. That is not a pass. 
So instead, he rushes past Alisander. He rushes past Alisander, drawing an attack of. Wait, no, he's still in her. Um, still in her <laughs> zone of influence, and then <laughs> makes a life drain attack on Onyx. Okie dokie. So the first one is a 16, and the second one is a 20. Not now. So the 20 hits. Okay, so Onyx takes five points of necrotic damage and needs to make a con save, please. Yay, one thing I'm good at. Watch me roll shit. Uh, I really gotta learn to shut up. Uh, 13. 13. Okay, that is a fail. Your max HP is decreased by five to your next long breast. Uh, by five from my max? From your max, yes. Okay, cool. Tomb Dwarf, Tomb Dwarf 4 raises his crossbow. He fires his first shot at Zinhorn. That is a 21. He hits Zinhorn for 7 points of piercing damage. And then his, his second one, he fires at Onyx, and that is only a 9. The bolt just bounces off Onyx's flesh. It is now Onyx's turn. Uh, they cannot attack me, I believe. They can't attack me. Okay, no, I'm going can't. to run up to, uh, 5, 10. Oh, wait, 5. Yeah, 5 is there. He's is... not charmed. Oh, he's not charmed. Well, fuck him. I'm going to whack him then. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is a nat 20, baby! Ooh, go oh, ahead. Whack away. Double your uh, damage. Minimal damage as well. Uh, okay. 10 damage altogether. New, new rule on a nat 20, if you roll minimal damage, roll again. Oh, hey! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, better than nothing. Uh, uh, that's 6, so that's 12 yep. damage. Yep, 12 damage. He's still up. He's still uh, uh, wait, what's my roar? Is my roar a bonus action or an action? Uh, Draconic War is a bonus action. Roar your enemies within 10 feet of you. I'm gonna roar at this Tomb Dwarf 5. Alright, he's gonna make his save. Uh, but you it's, no, it's just... Uh, Everyone has advantage on attack rolls against him. Oh, yep, very well. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it is Ava's no turn. Appreciated. Uh, she's okay. going to fly up again and just... Yep. Uh, gonna whack him, even though she would have had advantage anyway, but... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that is a 15 plus 10, so 25. Yep, roll your damage. Um, uh, is favoured foe as many it's... times as I want? Uh... Her? Uh, it's it's Old. proficiency uh, equal to proficiency bonus. Okay, uh, she has a plus four. You know what? She's actually going to save it because we don't know what else is in here. So it's just yeah. physical damage is uh, six plus six. So that's twelve damage. The tomb dwarf uh, rides on the end of her right on the end of her blade and then disintegrates into dust. Okay, cool. Uh, so the psychic damage doesn't matter. I don't even know if they can take psychic, but whatever. They can, they can, but it didn't matter in his case. Yeah, didn't matter anyway. Uh, she has moved 5, 10, 15 feet. She has 50 feet flying. 
she's going to fly 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. She's going to fly this way up yep, to Tomb, Tomb Dwarf, Dwarf 4. Uh, and going to use a bonus action. Yep, to hit him. To hit him with the flame sword, which is a nat 20. Yep, okay. Roll <laughs> that double that advantage. it. Roll that double it and double the flame damage as well because they are weak to fire. Okay. <sighs> so, d6. Okay, so that's max damage, which is much better. So that's uh, 22 physical. Add. Uh, and the fire. Uh. Does the fire get doubled and then doubled because of the? Uh, well, it doesn't. It it just one double because it's it's using the damage Uh, that the switch didn't do anything. Yep. So six flame damage. It's okay. The flat the cinder of flame surges throughout his body and he screams, "Ah, Moradin, save me!" as he disintegrates. And then the other two dwarves, unable to act exchange worried glances and let out a deafening scream as they too disintegrate into dust and plumes of smoke. Combat I have a over. question. Yep. Do their helmets disintegrate with them? Yes. Their oh, armour yeah. and body okay. disintegrate. Okay. The Tomb Guardian, however, he is still intact, lying there. So. Oh, 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 oh. You can take the bucket, I'm more interested in what's left. <laughs> I wish to investigate this boy. Yeah, uh... Also, Al, very much heard from that fight. This sucks. Al, <laughs> sucks. You walk up to, um, you walk up to the vanquished tomb guardian. Uh, go ahead and please make an investigation check to examine it. And there's my net 20 for the day, this boat's oh. well. <laughs> okay. Well, at least the chips hopefully won't get reset now. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah there is Maybe. that. You have taken out the, uh, you have taken out the maintenance team, and so the traps will no longer reset every 12 hours. So you examine the tomb guardian and you've come to a disconcerting realization. It appears that adventurers who have perished inside the tomb are stitched together by the tomb dwarves and then bolted into suits of piecemeal rusty plate armor. Once complete, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these shambling golems are released into the tomb to hunt intruders. Mm -hmm. The tomb gold guardian appears at its most basic form to be a normal flesh golem clad in sharp, nasty-looking spiked plate plate armour. Aside from that, it does not appear to have any particular, a particularly special secret to its construction. Hmm. Yeah, well, either, either way, Alice. Oh, I don't you say disconcerting when Alessandra's the one who's investigating yeah. it, so she's probably like, mm-hmm, interesting. That said, you do notice how the armour is attached. Rather than being inserted into the armour hole, or having the armour mm-hmm. put together piece by piece, it appears that it is the function of the Iron Maiden-like construction in this very room. It is that device that is used to press the armor 
onto the flesh golem, moulding the rusted metal around the irregularities of its body shape, given that it is pieced together from limbs that have been removed from different adventurers. Next question, can I investigate the Iron Maiden? You can. So, <laughs> old wooden benches and shelves along the wall of this chamber are covered with gears, chains, trap components and cages filled with squeaking rats. Lit iron braziers hang by... Unlit iron braziers hang by chains from the ceiling. Along the north wall, a stepped dais is set with a bulky contraption for the Iron Maiden. Attached to a network of steaming pistons, tubes, and bubbling vats of blood. You have officially entered level 2 of the dungeon. The Dungeon of Deception. And on this level, a stench of mildew and rot pervades strongly in the air. Alessandra, please make another investigate check. Imagine Alessandra's just watching this and all she can hear inside her head is Bobbit going, I miss my basement. <laughs> can we do this when we get back? Uh, 16. 16. You notice that the inside of the Iron Maiden, even though it is covered in spikes, does not appear to be used for torture. Rather, the spikes serve as injectors for the blood and other arcane fluids that are being pumped through the pipes into the device. It appears an inactive flesh golem is placed into this machine. The machine is shut, trapping the golem inside, and the spikes pump the fluids necessary to animate it into the into the flesh golem's body while the tight confines of the Iron Maiden forcefully mould the piecemeal place armor piecemeal plate armor over its form. So it's a flesh golem that can be created without the necessary magic required instead using these fluids instead. You could try to you could try to examine some of the fluids if you want to try to capture some. <laughs> People won't do and let me indulge in this. Would we like to let Alessander examine suspicious fluids in the machine that makes armored flesh golems? Yeah. Vinhorn's just over there with these vines who've still got the uh, the weapons. Yep, the battle axes that you picked up. Uh, yeah, he wants to so talk to the Mika. You guys ever swung weapons before? <laughs> oh, well. We're, we're, we're vines, ain't we, Gov? Uh, actually, forget what he says. I'm willing to give it a try. Oh, well, if he's oh going to there... try it, then I'm not going to let him Mr. Stick up his nether regions take all the glory. <laughs> I want to swing it too. Okay, Go over to the table. Are there any, like, bowls or anything on the table that's breakable? Oh, uh, yeah, there's, like, cages, clay bowls. Um... Yeah. So Zinhold's going to go over to the table, hold the vines out to him, and tell him, go for it. Yeah, I just want to say right now that you are acting out Bob's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> the vines... The vines <laughs> slither. Your vines slither around the hilts of the battle axes, and they raise them in the air, and they swing, and their effort is quite clumsy. It takes at least four separate attempts for each of them to strike a bowl, but they manage to get the hang of it. Um... And now you have the ability, as a bonus action in combat, to have one of your vines make an attack 
And oh. this attack will be done using just your proficiency bonus as its uh, as its modifier, no stat modifier. Okay, so this is D20 plus the four plus four proficiency, and that's it. Yes. Okay. That's still awesome, though. Was there a one that had picked it up a little bit better? No, they both seem to be equally clumsy at it. I was going to say you could probably use them both at the same time, so like you know, two of them holding one weapon. You could do that. I was going to say, have one of them keep hold of that and have the other one used for, like, clinging and grabbing and moving in. Very well. If you, if you do have both of them grab hold of the weapon, though, it will count as a two-handed attack, and battle axes are versatile, so... Um, so, yes, I'm going to yeah, just have one battle axe. Yep, and, and so the other one's one going to keep a hold of it, and the other one's going to be used <laughs> if I need to sort of, like, manoeuvre. Uh, so, maybe I'll yeah. leave the fighting stuff to you and deal with... Lime, eh? Says one of your vines, and the other just yeah. says, "Oh, I'm happy with that arrangement." Alessandro, I hope you got a hold in that bag because currently Bulb is turning it. Yeah. In, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> in, <laughs> meanwhile, in Zinhorn's head, Oberlaka is just murmuring and saying, "Oh, I can see a number of ways this can go wrong." <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll send this one oh um, 17 on her investigation of the uh, yep. arcane cords. Um, actually, it was an arcana check, but you, you put, would have oh, passed Arcana? Oh, yeah. in that case, in that case, that's a 23. Yep. So you extract some of the blood-like fluid and some of the glowing green fluid from two of the spikes, and they aren't dangerous to touch. You let them drip down onto the palm of mm. your hand, and they pull on your skin and you examine them take take them away from the iron maid and sit down in the corner and perform some magical experiments on you while uh, while while bobbit looks on in your head and moa just says hmm good idea though i suspect it's going to be though i suspect it's going to be made of nothing more than death and misery and it turns out Moa is mostly correct. These fluids, you're not entirely sure of their magical composition, but they do contain uh, a strong element of necrotic magic and dark energy. And there are elements of particularly the blood-like uh, substance that are... Uh, give you a lot of misgivings considering they considering there are a lot of common elements between this fluid and how one would construct a phylactery. Oh. Well, I'm gonna keep a uh, hold on to that for further further study. Yep. Hopefully we could find a little bit more about how these things are constructed further on, because I'm guessing there's gonna be more than one of these damn things down oh, here. Of course. Uh, so uh, you have taken the quote-unquote safe way down into level 2, the Dungeon of Deception, so is there anything else you would like to check in this room? Um, I believe I believe the others can do that while I've been sitting on the floor, poking with mysterious yep. death news. Are there any of those helmets that the dwarves are wearing? Uh, not that you could see. Damn. This room is entirely... Are furnished by uh, 
old rotting shelves and tables that are covered in cogs and clay bowls and cages full of squeaking rats. There doesn't appear to be any indication of where the tomb dwarfs actually acquired their equipment from. Yeah, they tend to dust when we kill them, not like, you know, bodies yeah. of skeletons or anything, just straight no, no, dust. Dust, yeah. Damn. Well, oh, I guess that idea. Oh, well. There is I a. Think it's there... Guardian Gargoyle from Dark Souls. It's awesome. <laughs> there <laughs> is a. There is a uh, iron bar reinforced wooden door to the south of this room. There appears to be no other exit aside from the stairs that you've emerged from. Okay. Where would you uh, like to go? Can we check to see if we can open the door? Yeah. You reach out to the door and to your surprise it budges. And as you push it open, you notice on the other side of the door there is a stone placard and it reads in common Dwarven and Draconian staff only. Keep the f out. <laughs> Why Draconian? Oh. Okay, now I'm worried. Why Draconian? <laughs> Dale. Why Draconian? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, can I peek around the door and see what's yep. in the room in front? Uh, the room outside appears to be completely empty, no signs of life, so you push open the door and the rest of the party joins you as you step through. And on the other side, you find three, three archways overlook a circular chamber where a spiral staircase descends down into pitch black darkness. The staircase walls are lined with unlit torches in iron sconces and set with niches containing mouldering humanoid skulls and bones. The smell of rot and mildew grows stronger out here. Oh, that because that's that's totally comforting. Oh, okay. Ava, do a perception check to listen to see if she hears anything, anything in the silence. Uh, yes, go ahead and make a perception check. I'm going to have both Onyx and Ava do it. Yep. Uh, so that is a 15 plus 4 for Ava, so that is a 19 for Ava and a... Uh, shit, 20 for Onyx. Yep, so from the uh, east, you hear nothing but silence. Meanwhile, from the west, you hear what appears to be the very faint sound of shuffling papers. Shuffling papers? Yes. Okay. Uh... Onyx will mine for paper and pencil or something and write down that he hears Paper, uh, shuffling papers coming from the west. Yep. And Ava turns to the rest of the party and tells them, backing up what Onyx heard. <laughs> um, did we hear anything coming from the stairs? Uh, no. The stairs okay. and to the east, nothing but silence. Um, can we see where the majority of the bones on the floor are? Are they coming, like, is there more to the east, more to the west? Um, 
there appears to be well, they appear to be somewhat evenly distributed, and they continue okay. further down the stairs. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, Onyx is not going to care what happens. He's just going to watch and stay at the back. Yep. What does uh, everyone else wish to do? Ava is going to ask what everyone else wants to do. Because mm. dance from the east, shuffling papers from the west. Oh, pardon me. Which might mean books, which might mean information, but someone is shuffling those papers. Yes. Yeah. That is and correct. And also, there is Draconian on the staff door, which just, unless they're low-level kobolds, scares the shit out of <laughs> me as a player. <laughs> so... Uh, um, Ava is all for checking out the west, but obviously... And it's like it's, it's just a door or something, is there? Or... Yeah, so to the... To, uh, right here, to the west, there is another wooden door, similar to the one you approached from. And to the east, you see the back side of what is obviously supposed to be a secret door embedded into the stone. However, you're seeing it from the side that it's not meant to be seen. Is there anything written on the door? Uh, the door to the west uh, has a stone placard on the door reading once again in three languages, common, dwarven and draconic Withers office. Whose office, sorry? Withers. Withers. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that's M2 back. Okay. Uh, we've discovered a staircase descending. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't hear anything from the east, but we do see the back of a secret door. And to the mm -hmm. west, we um, hear shuffling papers. And there's okay. another wooden door with a placard on it in three different languages saying Withers Office. And we're just debating what to do next. Perhaps we mentioned skeletons. Did I hear that correctly? Uh, the no, no. floor is yeah, the, the floor is covered in skeletons. Well, the floor and the, the walls are lined with oh. uh, bones and skulls, like decoration, uh, uh, insect oh, into the walls. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I got my hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. On one person okay. lines, Zinhorn knows we need to find something on this floor before we go on, and then in the other part of his mind there is a little voice saying it's going to be dangerous, we shouldn't go walking in there if we're hearing noises, and... <laughs> Wongo is just going, see what it is, see what yeah, it is. Yeah, Wongo's, yeah, Wongo is literally just going, some bastard's reading, let's give him a book he'll never forget! <laughs> I have a few suggestions, honestly. Mm. They're all in boxes at the moment, but I have a few suggestions of books that you'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> which, which box would you like to open? <laughs> I, I believe I kind of got the, the short end of the spirit stick. One just doesn't really give two flying shits what I do. <laughs> yeah. As long as I'm honest, it doesn't care. Um, but like I said, Ava is all for checking it out. Onyx is just 
letting everyone go first. Yep, so it's entirely up to you guys. In checking, I'm definitely interested in checking it out, but I might need to take a potion before we go any further. Because yes, that's probably a good idea. Like, a lot. Even with... Well, you know, Rebecca, this... So Lucian's yeah. just clutching his sword hilt and looking from east to west and uh, nods grimly that he's ready to follow you wherever. Vinhorn wants to check as well, but he wants to do it cautiously. You're right. It's just yeah. really worrying that there's Draconic on the doors. Anyone who needs to drink a potion may do so. Yeah, I mean, what do I have anyway? I drank, I drank a normal one, didn't do a whole lot. I mean, it's it's two D four plus two for just a regular healing, right? Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Not great. Not great. But better than nothing. Yep. So you make your way over to the other door, and as you creep closer, the sound of rustling papers grows louder. You cautiously place your hands on the door and begin to push it open. It creaks as it slides open, and on the other side you find... Candles dimly illuminate a cluttered office. A skeletal songbird rasps at you as you step through the door from a filthy cage in one corner. Other furnishings include a wooden writing desk and a tall backed chair. Anatomical drawings sketched in charcoal hang on the wall behind the desk. Seated in the chair is the shriveled corpse of a humanoid wearing mouldy robes and a bronze mask sculpted to look like a frowning visage. Around the figure's Ooh. neck hangs a black skull-shaped amulet and a number of seven hands crawl on the desk and floor around him, rifling through piles of paper and old books. He looks up as you approach, and he says, Ah, you've wandered into the Starfarer, I see. Not to bother! He lazily raises a hand, snaps a finger, and then... Uh, two helmed horrors materialize out of the gloom beside him. Roll for initiative, please. Well, we, 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 we knew something was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I still want to say it anyway. Damn it, Withers! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Onyx got a 19, Ava got a plus 5 to that, so that's a 13 for Ava. 24 for Zinhorn. Yep. 16 for Alessandra. Uh, 21 for Sir Lucian. Okay, Zinhorn, you are up first. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Fine. You can always see Alessandra going, please don't damage the book. Well, I'm guessing there's like tons of paperwork. Yes, tons books of paperwork and books yeah. everywhere. It's just Alessandra's like, please, please don't destroy all the paperwork. Can so I just ask? I, I popped it in the Discord that. Um, so it's D20 plus 4 for the axe. Yep. If I uh, use both of the. the the range is uh, the range is up to thirty feet, and you add nothing to the damage roll. Okay, cool. I just wanted to check that because yeah, that yep. normally use the strength or something. So um, I'll adjust that. So it's just literally a, just a D eight or a D ten of damage. And you said it was a bonus action. Yes, to do it. Awesome. But if you cool. do that, you obviously can't use them to grab or anything. So use your bonus action for that. Once yeah, again, yeah. But I, I got wet dreams. 
I've got the uh, I've got the thirty foot range, which yep. would be good. Um, you're weaponizing plants. Oh <laughs> shit! Oh a single tear in pride. <laughs> um. So. Reverse hell helmed horrors before, didn't we? Yes. 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 Fought some upstairs. They were weak to fire, I believe. Very much so. In that case, Zinhorn is going to do a summon elemental. Yep. A fire elemental. Lovely. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, let me just get the fire elemental document up. I have so many things. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I have so many things to look through. Because um, I am silenced, right? I have two tabs open. Our bear yep. and hypnotic pattern. Yep. Usually, I have like ten tabs open. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, can Zinhorn wants to have it be summoned behind... Withers, yep. ...the Wither and the Helm Tower? Yep, so, right here. So that's his action. As he, a bonus action, he's going to attempt his new found swing of uh, his, <laughs> his axe, battle axe. Yep. Doing it with both... Getting both of the vines to do it. Yep, and you're going to swing it at withers, I'm assuming. Uh, yes. Very well. Um, so, go ahead, roll to hit withers. That is a 13 plus 4. 13 plus 4, that is a hit. Yes, man. Uh, and it's a D10. Yep. Plus nothing. That is an 8. 8 points of damage to the vine, or from the vines. Oh, nice. Withers just says, You come in here into the staff-only area. You disturb me at my work. When I kill you, I'm going to have you all made into tomb guardians to guard my door. And then he wants to sort of... Zinhorn wants to duck in the corner where Ava is, like try and yep. behind. Right up next to her, yep. Um, and then it is the fire elementals go, which yep. I'm... Uh, that's, that's the fire um, <laughs> is going to make a multi-hit attack. Yep. Against the helmed horror. Yeah, the helmed horror. Actually, yep. no, the wither. The wither. The wither. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Roll to hit withers. Um, and it is a, a twenty-two to hit. Twenty-two to hit. You hit him. And that is uh, seven points of fire damage. Ouch! 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 He shouts as you fly as the flame elemental swipes and burns portions of his rotting robes away. Um. So does it does it ignite with the it fire does, touch? It does not ignite. He's not weak to fire. He. He quickly uh, dances up and down, batting the, the the cinders with his hands and putting the flames out. And then the second multi-attack is going to go to the Helm Horror. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit. 
and that is a 13. 13, unfortunately the Helmed Horror swoops out of the way and your elemental is unable to hit it. It is the enemy's turn. Um, With us, um, yep. Quick sale. Yep. I'm gonna pick a third level spell for Ava, but can yep. Kitty change it? If she yeah, Kitty back. can change it at any time. Yeah. Um, cool. Withers raises a hand lazily, brushing away some of the paperwork on his writing desk, and he casts Wall of Flame. And he oh. casts it uh, right across here. So I would oh, like. Yeah. I would like Ava, <laughs> Alessandra, and Onyx to please make. Uh, I believe it's Dex checks. I'm going to double check. Ah, yeah, uh, yes, Dex saves, please. Yeah. Oh shit. Uh, okay, so Ava. Yeah. Ava got an 18, and Onyx got a nine. <laughs> so Onyx fails. Uh, Ava passes. Alessandra. Yep. That's Sir Lucian. Uh, fails, but he's going to use his indomitable ability to re-roll, and he still fails. So, uh, <laughs> Onyx and Sir Lucian take uh, 24 points of fire damage. Ava and Alessandra take 12. And you are pushed... And you are pushed forward in front of the wall into... With his office, he shrieks and laughs, and he says, "Ha ha ha! Now you're on my time!" He places his hand over the amulet around his neck and uses a bonus action to teleport past the wall of flame to the opposite side. Helmed Horror Two swoops towards Onyx and makes a multi-attack. Yeah, with its longsword. The first is a 22, and the second is 20. I both hit that. Okay, so you take 11 points of slashing damage, and then 12 points of slashing damage. So 23, 23, 23. so that's 50, 55. The second right Helmed Horror zooms towards Ava, getting an attack of opportunity from Zittenhorn's Fire Elemental. That is a 19 plus... Six, I think it was. That is a hit. Roll your damage and double it, please. Yay. That yeah. is... Uh, that is... Six. So that is... Um, Twelve. Yep. Twelve. Swings at the Helmed Horror and burns some of the markings of the floating armour. It is now Sir Lucian's turn. He's going to swing at Helmed Horror 2. So that is going to be d20 plus 11. That is a 16 on his first. His sword bounces off its armor. And that is a 16 on his second. His sword bounces off its armor again. It is now uh, Ava's turn. Wait. Wait, no, it's not. Yeah, sorry. It's Al sorry, I, was going I didn't update the initiative from last battle. It is Alessandra's turn. So, Withers is on the other side of this wall and trying to leave, correct? He doesn't appear to be leaving, he's just standing there. Ah, annoying, annoying. Hmm, what to do, what to do? I'm guessing he's not going to come back in the room while the wall of flame is up. You, that, that's probably uh, a safe guess to make. 
And I'm guessing it's even safer guess that this bastard probably doesn't can't be charmed due to. You could try to charm him. He's not immune to it. No. No, he's that not immune off. to it. That yeah. you know of. Yeah. I know of. Either that or just smash the helm horrors and then deal with him. That's probably oh. a good idea. With yous! I know, I know, wizard. Yeah, wizards. <sighs> Stupid assholes. Are you trying to have plans in my head so I don't spend 50 minutes trying to decide something? <laughs> and then okay. You get to this point and it's just like, no, nah, I got nothing. Okay, um, that's screwed. I got once per day use of suggestion. I'm gonna turn around, look at Witherson going, or before I cast, I'm gonna look and say, Your time? No, no, I, I believe that, uh, you're exactly, exactly where we need to be. Thank you for vacating your library, by the way. I'll make good use of it once this is over. And then I'll cast suggestion on him. Okay. So, uh, roll the save first and we'll go from there. Going to make his save and he has rolled a 19. Oh, uh, goddamn, I'm about to be very annoyed, aren't I? Where are we? He just frowns, sad. <laughs> he just frowns and he says, No, no, you've clocked in and I'm going to make sure you clock out when I say so. Well, now I'm just very annoyed. Well, that burns up my use of a turn. Okay, it is now Ava's turn. Ava is going to... She is going to just hit this Helmed Horror. Yep, go ahead, I roll to hit it. She's within striking range, so um, she's gonna fly five feet up so she gets a harder damage. Yep, yep, that's fair Plus enough. Yep. Uh, that is a 26 for the first that's attack. That's a hit, roll the damage. Um, and these do not get psychic damage, I remember that from Yep, you. they are immune. Uh, so that is f 11 damage. 11, not bad. Uh, then she's going to offhand attack with the flame scimitar, scimitar yep. uh, which is a 24. That is a hit, roll the damage, double the flame damage. Uh, so physical damage was 6. Yep. And the flame is a d4, so that is 6 flame damage. Lovely. Uh, and then she's going to lack it again with her extra attack. Yep. Uh, that is a 26. That is a hit. Roll your damage. Um, there it is. That's three plus... So that's nine physical damage. Nine physical damage. Um, Lovely. Yeah, that's, that's her turn. It is Onyx's turn now. Onyx's turn. The mute sorcerer. Um, let's see. Uh, I did have a plan and then I forgot because I had to do Ava first. Um, he is going to move here. So yep. staying within the influence, so not getting attacked. Runs right up behind the Helm's Horror. Yep. Front he's of Wither's writing desk. Yeah, he's going to roar. So both the Helm's Horrors now get... Uh, 
advantage when attacked against? Yep. Because they're both within 10 feet yep. of me? So they, yep, they get advantage on that. Yep. Um, and then I'm just going to hit Helm Tora too. Okay, go ahead. And that's with advantage. Uh, that is 26. That's a hit. Two handed is a d10. Fucking this dice loves the one. <laughs> uh, that's uh, five damage. Ooh, uh, yeah, well, you're gonna need to do better than that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there was something else I was gonna do. Uh, no, actually, I think that was it. Yeah, that. Ah, oh, free action, I'm going to bring my shield out. Yep, very well. Okay, it is, it is Zinhorn's turn. Uh, and with that, I will be right back. Alright, so Zinhorn is going to pull out the Flame Tongue Longsword, use yep. his bonus action to activate it. Yep, you bark the command word, Flame Surge from the blade. And swing at Helm's Horror 1. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit him. That is a 18 plus 6, so 24. 24, nice, that is a hit, roll your damage and double uh, the flame damage. only one handed because I've got the... Yes, you've got your thing. shield. I've got my shield, so that is uh, 8 plus 2 points of slashing uh, plus... Uh, 3 points of fire. 3 points of fire, lovely. Um, it, yep. He's going to stay there, and for his Fire Elemental's turn... Yep, what's he going to do? He wants the Fire Elemental to come through, like, pass through Helm's Horror 1. Yep, whoosh, to the other so, side. So that, like, so by going through the, uh, the thing, the Helm's Horror, takes 1d10 fire damage it and sure catches does. fire. It sure does. Go ahead and roll that damage, and you may double it, because it's still fire damage. Uh, that is... Uh, 8 points of damage times 2, so that is 16 points of damage. Whoosh! As the fire um, elemental yep. surges through it, Helm's Horror 1 bursts into flames. And then he's going to keep going through with her? Yep. Whoosh! Out into the corridor outside. And so, by, does he get, get the... 1d10 for going through with a... Yes, he does, but it doesn't get doubled. He's not yep. weak to fire. Uh, that is 8 points of fire damage. Lovely. It then is... he's going to use his multi-attack. Yes, on withers. On withers. Yep. So it's a, a lot of steps I'm trying to... No, he's done well for himself. Uh, um. So that is... the first attack is a... 21. That is a hit. Roll the damage. Since 2d6 is 6 points of fire damage. 6 points of fire damage. Nice. Next the second attack. multi attack is a miss. A miss, a, yep. It was a 4. So does he have enough movement to then move back into Wither's space? Uh, yes, he does. So you'd like to, uh, to move into Wither's space, share yes. the space with him. Yeah. Merge into the Wall of Fire. There we go, it is now the enemy's turn. Wither's, shrieking in pain and anger, raises his hand and casts, uh, let us see, and casts a fifth level Blight on Zinhorn. 
I need Zinhorn to make horns. need Zinhorn to make a con save, please. Oh dear. Um, we may need to take a rest after this one. What are we liking on that? Uh, that is a nineteen. Nineteen. That is a pass. You take. Mm. Uh, you take uh, nineteen points of necrotic damage. Oh, that could have been so much worse. I yep. have my four. Yep. So you take eight points of necrotic damage. Uh, Helmed Horror 1 is going to make a multi-attack against Zinhorn. So the first one is a 16, which does not hit, and the second is a 15. The sword clangs off Zinhorn's shield. Helmed Horror 2 is going to make a multi-attack against Onyx. The first one is a 12, the second one is an 8. They both bounce off your rock-hard flesh. It is Sir Lucian's uh, turn. Sorry, um, yep. j- just reading this. So, by being the fire elemental being fire elemental being in with his face, it says it catches fire. Yep. And then takes one d10 fire damage at the start of each of its turns until yes, it's so down. Very well. So it's going to take another one d10. Go ahead and roll. That is five points of fire damage. Five points. Withers is looking quite severely hurt. It is. Uh, it is. So Lucian's turn, he grabs his javelin and he hurls it through the wall of fire at Withers. And he nat 20, stealing 12 points to Withers, landing his javelin right between the eyes of the glistening bronze mask. It falls off for a moment, briefly revealing the bare skull underneath before Withers screams and crumbles to dust, leaving his black amulet to land on the floor. Does the mask fall off, or does it just crumble Disintegrate, as well? Disintegrates as well. Uh, uh, Only the amulet gets left behind. <laughs> I love what you say. The amulet survives, yeah. and two of your players go, damn it, the mask didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He then uses his next attack to attack Helm Horror 2. Attack Helm Horror 2, plus 11. That is a 23 to hit. He deals... Plus... He deals... uh, 12 points of damage to it. It is now Alessander's turn. So the Wall of Fire, I'm guessing, is gone now. Yeah, it's gone. I'm just going to erase it. Yep. The wall of fire burns away, filling the room with filling the room with black smoke. I was going to say the next one of those guys we need to be called Boo Worms. I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> just just eat kerns or something like that. What if uh, I told you? What if I told you you've now slaughtered the entirety of the dungeon's maintenance staff? I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> the actions we've done here will haunt me forever. <laughs> well, I know they hate fire, and it's one of the few spells I have that can do anything to them, so more fireballs for everybody! I'm gonna assume a non nat 20 is going to work. Uh, yes, a non nat net, not nat 20. Okay, well, Helm Power 1's gonna be copping that one then. Yep, go so ahead, roll and double it. 6, 
six and nine, so happy days. It's fifteen times two. That's thirty points of fire. Thirty damage. points of damage, and making sure very, speci yeah, very specifically that only hit on fire, so nothing else gets lit on fire. And he crumbles away. The pieces of armor falling down, clattering across the stone floor. Wonderful! Hooray! It is now Ava's turn. Um. Ava is not going to use a spell slot. She is just going to free action. No, she's not. She's going to fly up above Onyx and just yep whack at this thing. Go ahead. Uh, so the first oh that was two natural nineteens. Well, wow. uh, so that's twenty nine. Yep, they're both hit. Go ahead, roll damage to both and double the fire damage. Uh, okay, so that is seven damage for the first one. Uh, nine physical damage for the second one, and oh, that's a D8. I don't want a D8 for the fire damage. D4. Uh, two damage for the fire. Two damage for the fire. Okay, it is Onyx's turn. Okay, Onyx is just gonna whack this guy because I believe the advantage lasts till the end of my next turn. Indeed it does. Yep, uh, until the end of your... Okay, so that's just a normal advantage roll. Okay, that's a 12. Yep, oh. that's not gonna hit. Your weapon bounces off the armor. Um... As a bonus action, I am going to... Uh, where is it? Sorry, uh... Uh, activate a stone Aegis around myself so that I get damage reduction if he hits me. Yep, okay, it is now Zinhorn's turn. Oh, so Zinhorn still has his um, flame tongue sword lit. So yep. he, well, firstly, he's going to use his bonus action to have uh, Vines swing the battle axe. Yep, <laughs> go ahead. That is a 19 to hit. That is unfortunately not a hit, H. The Vines try their hardest, but they're unable to strike a vulnerable spot of the Helm's Horror. Zinhorn goes, that's alright. He charges in with his flame sword. Ah! Let my Vines hit you! Yeah. <laughs> that is a 23 to hit. 23 to hit, that's a hit. Roll your damage, double the fire uh, damage. So that is uh, three points of slashing damage. Yep. And it is... Uh, seven points of fire damage times two. Seven points of fire damage. Slash! The Helm Horror burns up. It lets out a shriek as its armor parts cling to the ground. Also, I would just like to say for the um, viewers, just because I keep realizing that I do this, when I talk about Bob coming back, I'm talking like that because Onyx fully believes that he's that going to Bob be able to bring come Onyx back. back. Yes. So that's when I say they don't know what's going to happen back, with the they're not they don't know what's going to happen with yeah. the um soul monkey yet. Yeah. So yeah, we don't know. Um, I'm just talking like Onyx yeah. thinks. Okay. Just, just Combat appears to be over. You now have full 
Rain of Withers Office. Um, I'm going to keep the Keep it up, yep. You notice that the office walls are aligned with bookshelves filled with hundreds of dusty tones. The writing desk is covered in old wreaths of parchment and a few tomes of its own, and the skeletal bird just caws at you from its bird cage in one of the dusty corners. And at this point, you notice that the bird cage, rather than being placed atop a, a small table or uh, pedestal, has been placed on top of a large wooden treasure chest. Okay. Onyx is going to go into a corner, crouch down behind his shield, and use his second wind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to need a short rest at least at some point very soon with how yeah. everything's been going. But before yeah. we go any further, I kind of want to see the uh, remains of uh, the dear departed withers. Very well. You may head out yes. of the office and you see the pile of ash that was once withers. And lying on the ground next to it is the black coloured amulet. He was wearing around his neck. This amulet is carved from obsidian and shaped like a screaming humanoid skull with ruby eyes and emeralds for teeth. It hangs on from an iron chain necklace. And as you stand next to it, you could feel powerful magic pulsing from it. Okay, so originally I was going to ask, is this like a dark shot amulet? But I'm starting to think this is something completely different at this stage. Xenon tells uh, Mage Armor to pick the amulet up so we don't have to fit uh, I mean, it. I already, I already have Mage Armor on. Are you talking Mage about? Hand. Uh, Mage, Mage, Mage Hand, sorry. Yeah, Mage Hand. I was just going to do a kind of check and not touch it. Yeah, so use Mage Hand good. to touch it. <laughs> you use Xenhorn's Mage Hand flies out, grabs the iron necklace and lifts it up in the air in front of Alessander. If Alessander would like to make an Arcana check. You know, damn well I do. That is a non-nat 20. You study it for a few moments, but you are unable to identify it. The only way to identify it, now that your Arcana check has failed, will be to spend a short rest studying it, no, I, or to wait. cast an Identify spell. I rolled, a, I rolled a 20, is it that powerful? The DC to identify it was 22. Holy shit! This is a legendary item. Holy shit! Wow. Um, I'm gonna very carefully just pop that in my bag, and how? So you said a short rest. And I so yeah, spend short. Doing that. Yeah, if you spend a short rest studying it, you can identify it. Otherwise, yeah, you need. That means to, cast health. Yeah. Back if I do that. Yes. Otherwise, you need uh, an identify spell. Why do I not know identify? Wait, do I know identify? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> please hold. Please hold. We're not gonna go myself. over to the birdie. Yep. Zinhorn, you walk over. I do! Alright. So while while Alessandra while Alessandra sits down with uh using <laughs> using uh with with Zinhorn's mage hand still holding the amulet in front of her, Alessandra sits down, draws a circle in chalk on the floor around the ash that was withers, and begins to cast an identification ritual. Meanwhile, Zinhorn walk over to the bird cage sitting on top of the treasure chest and the skeletal bird just watches you and when you finally arrive in front of the 
uh, bird cage. Now that you're right in front of it, you notice that this bird is not alive. Its eye sockets are empty, blank, staring at you. Its skin leathery and rotted, hanging over what appear to be bones that lack flesh. Uh, sorry, I'm trying really hard not to get Monty Python's dead parrot sketch in my head with this. <laughs> this is an expert! This parrot has ceased to be! You can if you want. Zinhorn's checking out the bird with the treasure yeah. chest first. Oh, yeah, once, once, short rest, say, once we get past the 10 minutes for the ritual, yeah, I'm all for that. Alright, so you guys yeah, want to wait 10 minutes for Alessandra to have the ritual, mm -hmm. then have a short rest? Um, is there anything else in the bird cage apart from the bird? No, the bird is perched on a stick inside the cage on its own. The bottom of the cage appears to be bare. There is not even seed for the bird to eat, although you suspect it doesn't need to. However, the treasure chest underneath the bird cage might be, might be a different story. Yeah, see, so the fact that you said before that combat appears to be over and there's just a treasure chest sitting quietly in the corner by itself maybe i'm just being paranoid at this point but someone wanted to that, that, make sure it's that's us in general yeah, no <laughs> i just like more so than usual just don't want to check to make sure that things just a chest um well whilst you're doing your 10 minutes to identify yeah. can i do a 10 minutes to text magic yeah if you like yeah i want to just sort of get a feel to make sure that Yep. What's going on in the room, if there's any sort of feel of magic or... So ten minutes pass, and the bird itself begins to light up from detect magic. There is an aura of necromancy magic emanating from it, obviously because the bird is undead. Meanwhile, out in the hallway, you hear Alessandra cheer as her identify ritual completes, and she identifies that this is the Amulet of the Black Skull. Is a legendary, mm -hmm. wondrous item, requires attunement. The yeah. amulet has six charges and regains 1d6 charges daily at dawn. While wearing mm -hmm. the amulet, you can use an action to expend one of its charges to transport yourself and anything you are wearing or carrying to a location within 100 feet of you. The destination you choose doesn't need to be in your line of sight, but it must be familiar to you. In other words, a place you have seen or visited, and it must be on the same plane of existence as you. This effect is not subject to the magic restrictions placed on the Tomb of the Nine Gods. You can use this, you can use this to transport anywhere in the tomb, or even enter or exit the tomb. Oh my god! However, it is cursed. Yeah, and the curse sure. is that if you aren't undead, you must make a DC 16 con save each time you use the amulet to transport. On a failed saving throw, the Black Skull cackles as you are transformed in transit. The transformation takes effect as soon as you arrive at the destination and is determined randomly by rolling a D100 and consulting the Black Skull transformation table. <laughs> Okay. Now, where do I sit on the, on the dead, on the living slash undead bit with the whole undying patron? You are Am not undead. No, you are not considered undead. At least I don't believe at level nine. Okay. Well, interesting. I can only imagine when, if you tell everyone what that does, what Wongo says in my head. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> of course, but that also 
work so if I plan on actually freaking telling you. Because I don't know if I want to tell you, because the first thing you'll get is, Yay, put it on, leap through the walls, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) Does the detect magic get anything from the chest? It it gets nothing from the chest. The chest does not light up at all. And, okay. Hmm. So let's do the skull later. Hmm. Did you see Alessandra walk, Alessand walk back in the room after pocketing the uh, amulet just with a very, very satisfied smirk on her face? So you know wants to grab a pencil off the desk and sort of like poke it through the wall, like the cage, just to see what the birdie does. You poke, you poke your stick through the cage and the bird just looks at you and as the end of your item draws closer to the bird, it just jumps a couple of centimetres back along the perch that it's on to get away from it. It opens its emaciated beak and lets out a very low pitch and then (laughs) we all die. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, what to do with the treasure chest? Well, Sinhol wants to get everyone away from the corner where the thing is and wants to attempt to use his mage hand to lift the cage off the top whilst we're all, like, not near it. Yep, so you advise everyone to get back and then you make your way back to join the others in the corner and you sweep your mage hand over, grip the bottom of the birdcage and lift it up. And as soon as you lift the birdcage up, the chest jolts upwards, knocking the birdcage out of your mage hand. And as the birdcage flies up in the air and turns around, a mouth opens on the front of the chest. A big, slimy tongue comes out, wraps yeah. around the cage and pulls it in. And the spitting mimic chews the cage loudly. Zinhorn, it is your turn. <laughs> Ah, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. Well, Dino's going to stay back in the corner and just fire off a frostbite in the direction of the Mimic. It's going to make its save. It rolled a nine. It does not make its save, so that is... Oh, wait, it has advantage against saving throws. Uh, It's got a three now, so that's okay. It still (laughs) failed. So that is a a nine points of cold, and it has... Uh, disadvantage on its next attack roll. Very well. Okay. So going to send the fire elemental over. Yep. Fire elemental's going to sweep over to this fake chest. And then first and foremost is going to double uh, multi-attack, shall Yep. Go ahead. That is a 22 to hit for the first one. 22 to hit, that is a hit. Roll the damage. Uh, seven points of fire damage. Nice, go for another one. That is another 22 to hit. Another 22 to hit, that is a hit. And then that is nine points of fire damage. Nine points of fire damage, nice. And then it just wants to, like, want it to sort of, like, weasel its way into the space. Yep, into the spinning mimic space, yep. 
Speeding. So five points of fire damage and fires it up. The spy a speeding mimic roars. Ah! Its tongue roiling around as it engulfs. It is now its turn. You may roll the one d10. Ah! Throwing dice on the floor. That is ten points of fire damage. Ten points of fire damage. Okay. It opens its mouth wide and hurls a globule of acid at Zinhorn. Zinhorn, I need you to make a deck save, please. Make that fair enough. Uh, that is for a deck save is a twelve. Twelve. That is a fail. <laughs> says the spitting mimic, sticking out its tongue. It fires a globule of acid at you, and you take 34 points of acid damage. <laughs> it then... I'm going to use my absorb elements to... Yep, to absorb half of that. So you now go... You now take 17 points of acid damage. And then the spitting mimic sprouts tiny legs, begins to scurry across the room. 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it God, is. The image of that is amazing. It Do is. I, yep. Does the fire elemental get attacked? He does get an attack of opportunity. That is an 18 to hit. 18 to hit. That's a hit. Roll the damage. That is another 7 points of fire damage. Nice. It is Sir Lucian's turn. He steps forward, draws his sword, and swings at the spitting mimic. The first is a 14, so he's unable to hit it as it ducks and scurries around with its numerous little spindly legs. The second is a 27. He hits it and deals 10 points of piercing damage. Of slashing damage, sorry. It is now Alessander's turn. Okay, well, Alessandra is going to just happily move across to the other side of the room, away from, and just sort of like take the long way around the room yep. towards like Stand the fire where the fire elemental is. The heat, you just feel the heat billowing from this fire elemental as you run towards yeah. it. I mean, to be fair, I technically have scales now, so I'm part snake, yeah. so it's probably nice to be in the warmth. It is nice and... to be in the warmth, it's good. <laughs> hey, lovely. Alright, well. Time to get back to the old favourites. Eldritch blasts away at Mr. Spitting Mimics. Cool. Yep, go ahead, roll to hit. Okay, that's... Um, does a 15 hit on the a first 15 one? 15 does hit. Oh good, the next one's a 19, so both hits there. Yep. Alright, so that's... 13 on the first one, and 15, oh no, sorry, 14 on the second. 14 on the hey. second, 14 on the second. Sorry, 15, yep. sorry, 15 on the second for damage. So that's, uh, yep, yep. That's, it's 28 points of force damage all up there. Nice, the spitting mimic topples over, hits the floor and rolls away, its tongue roiling. It's, it's spindly legs scuttle struggling until it manages to flip itself upright. <laughs> it yes, is... The thing needs to go away, because I'd still like to actually check this library. It is now Ava's turn. Uh, Ava is going to fly up and take a shot at it. Go ahead, roll to hit. Uh, that is a 22. That's a hit, roll your damage. 
have a longbow, that is a D8. Uh, that is, where's her sheet? Uh, plus six. That's 13 physical damage and psychic damage is a two. <sighs> Says the spitting mimic as its tongue grows limp and it topples over onto its side, oh. melting into a puddle of ooze. Yeah, good. There are yeah. only CR4 spitting mimics. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, okay. Combat is now truly over. <laughs> no one just looks over and goes, I'm glad I got everyone away before I ever moved the bird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So, Sand is still sitting there, like, dust herself off and still has the smoke in her face going, Well, eh, with this time with us was short-lived, though, he did leave a nice present on the way out. I know about the rest of you, though, but the rest would be lovely right about now. It's been a very <laughs> exciting few hours. Uh, Indeed. What would you like to do? I think no one gets the fire elemental just to go and wait at the door. Yep, your fire uh, elemental swooshes over the writing desk and wait outside the door, and the heat in the room immediately dissipates, making the room far more comfortable to stand mm -hmm. in. And then I guess we rest. Hey. So, <laughs> we'd like to have a short rest. Go ahead, yes. have a short rest. So Lucian's going to use his second wind. Oh, that's right, I get my second wind back after doing a short rest. Good. You should do. So Lucian has spent three hit dice to bring himself back up to full health. I unfortunately needed to spend all six of my sorcerer hit die, but I'm back up to full health. Lovely. Yeah, I've spent three to get myself close to four. Yep. So yeah, I've spent four to get myself up close. You you spend the next ten minutes making yourselves as comfortable as you can in Withers' office, leaning against the walls and bookshelves. Uh, using your magical horn to summon some nourishing food, which you wolf down, constantly stopping and looking over your shoulders, expecting trouble at any moment, but it never comes. Mm -hmm. And when you when you stand up again ten minutes later, you are feeling much more refreshed and ready to press on. Quick question: Has anyone did detect magic? Did anything on the shelves? No, nothing on yeah. the shelves. It was literally only the bird. Uh, okay. You could still so, search all the shelves and see what's on uh, them if you like. I think I'm fine with me doing a quick investigation because, you yep, know, roll, it's the first time I've had a white Roll the investigation dice, please. Alright, investigation. Yeah, it's only a 12. Mm -hmm. A 12. You do a brief search of all of the books and some of the paperwork scattered around the office for about 10-20 minutes and you, from what you're able to tell the majority of it appears to be centuries worth of records uh, detailing the names and professions of adventurers who stepped into the dungeon how long they lasted how far they got and what manner of trap or enemy finally dispatched them most of the entries then go on to record the dates and times when these adventurers were either uh, ground up to 
uh, be made into magical fluid for for Withers and the Tomb Dwarves use for re-energizing uh, traps and making Tomb Guardians. Which of the adventurers were turned into Tomb Guardians and even in the case of exactly six entries in the records, which adventurers were turned into Tomb Dwarves to serve under Withers? Yes, who himself, according to one of the very earliest entries, which is written in a different hand, was once a human wizard who was part of an adventuring party who journeyed into the dungeon. One of the very first adventurers to fall victim to the machinations of the dungeon, thence resurrected to serve as Asarak's, uh, right hand in charge of running the dungeon and making sure it is maintained and kept running smoothly. A chill runs down your spine as you realise that you haven't even checked all of the books, but the few that you have checked number at least 300 or 400 adventurers who have entered and perished within this dungeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, does Alessandra, like, while she's reading, tell everyone that this is a view of, um, a record of how people died, like what traps? Do you, do you... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. She's sitting there and just sort Onyx of... She's most and talking like out loud to herself. Yeah, yes, what, when everyone just, can hear her. Onyx and Ava would start, like, to start looking through books to see if we can identify which rooms have what traps. Please roll mm-hmm. investigation. Okay, so... One of those was shit, one of those was half-decent. Ava got a 17 in investigation, Onyx got a 5. Ava and Onyx immediately rush over to the bookshelf opposite Alessandra, grab the books out and begin clipping through them. And you determine that there is some sort of record determining where the traps are. However, it's written in a way that only Withers or his staff would understand. For example, uh, one of the books uh, recounts the tale of Sir Tug Tuckersby, who entered with his party uh, approximately 50 years ago, before falling victim to the uh, before falling victim to the crushing trap in room 51. Without an actual map of the dungeon itself, these room numbers mean nothing to you. Damn. Shame. However, you can determine the names of several traps that you've yet to encounter within the tomb. With ominous names such as Slard Circle, Drowning in Wine, Fake Tomb, Long Fall, Terracotta Army. Terracotta Army. Journey to Another World. Ward- wardrobes of War. And that appears to be the majority of them. 
unless you want to spend at least a day doing a thorough search of these books and records, those are the main entries you can find. I mean, I'd love to, but obviously we're still on a time limit. If we could at least make a note of those particular ones, because... Um, uh, while Ava's investigating, can... Just for flavour, what's, like, the furthest anyone has got? According to the records, the furthest anyone has got in the dungeon is right down to level four. It appears nobody has ever entered level five. <sighs> However, the records do state that on a number of occasions, a couple of decades apart, the layout of the dungeon has been shifted, with traps being relocated between different oh, rooms. Okay. Still, okay. despite the configuration of the tomb, nobody has made it further than level 4. And as you read this, Wongo just shouts, Let's go down the stairs to level 4 right now! And so how many levels are, does it actually mention there being in this place? Uh, it doesn't say, it just says the furthest anyone has gotten is level 4. It makes a note that no one has ever set foot in level 5 in any configuration of the tomb. So we know there's at least... You know there's at least five four. levels. At least four or five levels. Uh... Oh god, if we die now, does that mean we're going to become the new Withers and fucking maintenance stuff? Yes. <laughs> yes, if you, you it, it dawns on you as you place the books back into the bookshelf that now that the Tomb Dwarves and Withers has been dispatched, if you are to perish in this tomb, you will most likely be risen again as the replacements. Is the Alistair just getting looking goes? Well, I suppose there are worse things they could do with the rest of eternity. If, we, sure were, if, if we were playing, that. if we were playing Call of Cthulhu, that realization would be enough to allow you to make a San uh, examination. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for everybody. Also, <laughs> just once again, I'm sure you'll make fabulous looking dwarves. So, what would you like to do? Huh. Uh, well, now that we've had a rest and we've done. You've prevented the tomb of... from resetting now. So, we've got that going for us at least. Uh, can I. Can. Can Onyx go and study the secret door, but not open it? Like, to see if he can get any idea what's behind it without opening it. Yep, please make a perception roll. Perception, okay. Uh, oh, that's a modified 20. So, it appears that this is the back side of the door. You're not supposed to see it from this side. It's likely meant to serve as a secret entrance for the two staff to enter and leave uh, out into level two. On the other side, you hear nothing but the soft sound of... the soft sound of running water. Oh, good. It's another fountain. Um... Okay, uh... Soft sound of running water. I don't like that. 
problem is for us to go anywhere else on this level, presumably we need to go through this room. Yeah, unless you want to head back upstairs and take the other route down. I'm back. Or you can or you can head down the spiral stairs to level three if you want. That is the other idea, but we have been warned not to get ahead of ourselves. I pantomime running water. Yep. Ava comes over, presses her head against the door, and she nods, informing everybody that uh, the sounds of trickling water can be heard on the other side of this secret door. So what do you say? Want to push the door open? Onyx stands back and lets the others decide. So Lucian nods, he steps forwards, places his hand on the back of the secret door and I make sure that the fire elemental is like far enough away so that it won't to... Yep, yep. It if water starts flowing out of water. And he groans with effort as he pushes the door open, revealing on the other side... Another fucking fountain. That's pretty fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we take one look at that Alessandra just immediately starts staring daggers at Onyx and goes, No. Behind the secret door, water fills a carved stone font. On the other side of it is yet another secret door, presumably leading out into level two of the tomb proper. Hmm. Either way, Alessandra's just staring at Onyx, just going... I assume no one's going to be done enough to try and drink from this one. Wongo immediately barks in Onyx's head. Go, drink it. See if it does anything different. Drink it. Obalaka, in Zinborn's head, is saying, "Please, please, don't drink it. If he wants to do it, just, just let him. But don't drink it." Can spirits hear each other? Ah, they can. Yes. Are you getting the impression that they can? As if to confirm it, Moa just says, Hmm, yes, indeed. Please, don't drink from that, Alessandra, my dear. <laughs> I, know, I was going to say, there is one thing she does do. She does pull out um, blinking as, I don't suppose you want to try and go back to your original state, do you? Blinky, Blinky looks up and, lash, <laughs> and bats her feminine eyebrows that she looks over at the... Uh, over at the well and gives you a look suggesting that she doesn't particularly care but if you want to test the water she's willing is there anything any words any scriptures any nothing completely bare uh, uh, well so I'll take Blinky and just sort of dunk it see what happens I'll blink it hold out your hand Blinky swoops forwards perches on the edge of the well and sticking out a tiny tiny eye stalk begins to splash water into her open mouth. She splashes in about a mouthful and then waits, looking back at you, and it appears nothing at all has happened. Nothing? It appears nothing at all has happened. That settles it! yells Wongo. Go and stick your head in the well! Sinon just walks <laughs> away and... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the stuff version is less cursed. <laughs> what would you guys like to do? 
Although, to be fair, what's the worst that could happen? I could just get silenced for another eight hours, or I could take up to 50 damage. So you want to drink it? Kira <laughs> walks to the other door. Yeah, Jinhorn's gonna walk to the other door. This is your one and only opportunity. We're not gonna stop you from being an idiot. And... No, I'm not going to. You're not going I'm to? Not, I'm not going All right. to. Very well. Fire, fire elementals will like shrink itself and sort of like make its way around the corner as well. Yep, fire elemental shrinks down to your size. It joins you, shirking uh, uh, away from the well as it moves past, and you see it visibly shudder as the water <laughs> as the water trickles along the surface of the well. And then Sir Lucian grabs the back of this secret door and with a loud groan, hoists it open, granting you access to the second to the balcony of the second level, right in the uh, looking over the now, uh, looking over the now 80-foot hole leading down to the bottom of the dungeon. This portion of the stairwell is essentially identical to the one above, save for the walls of this level being decorated with images of green laughing devils and the stench of mildew and decay that grows ever stronger. On the easternmost wall, you spy a bronze placard uh, glistening in the light of Ava's moon-touched blade. You walk up to it and realise it is another warning from Asarak. I will place it in Discord. <laughs> That's right, we get these on every This is Asarak's second warning. It reads, The ring is a path to another tomb. The dead to pour sunlight. Only a jewel can tame the frog. Bow as the dead god intoned, and into darkness descend. <sighs> there are multiple ways you can go from here. There is a staircase leading up to level 1, a staircase leading down to level 3. There is also a corridor leading off to the north, one leading to the east, and a large metal door to the south. Hmm. Well, I think we can take a stab at the, uh, the frog one. As far as who's on this level, at least one of the gods on this level. Yep. Yep. The frog hemoth. Uh... So, how would you like to proceed? South, crack ton to the east, and one tiny ass way to the north. So Lucian looks and he says, the hallway to the north looks as if it's a dead end. Perhaps we should start small. I mean, I that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, obviously we'll have to check to make sure it's not 
completely and utterly trapped from the get-go, but yes, I can work with that. Yep. So you make your way along the balcony and step into the northernmost corridor. Before we step in, Zinon was it just to check, make sure the floor's even down, there's no pressure yep. plates, there's... Right. Zinhorn, please make a perception check. I'm just looking at the end of this. Uh, that is a, a passive is high of 19. Passive is part. yep. So you stare down the narrow hallway, and it appears to be completely bare. All of the stone tiles are on the same elevation as where you currently stand, and the walls appear to be completely bare, save for the same decorations of laughing green devils. Mm. Okay. Oh, into darkness descend. Oh, okay. this whole staircase went down into darkness. Yeah, but that was also in the staff area. Yeah, it was also in the staff area, so... We might still find it if we might, yeah. So, what exactly are we looking at the end of this goddamn hallway? Like to make your way that's... down the corridor? You slowly. Yep, fire elemental yeah, first. Very well. The fire elemental makes its way down the corridor. The light, the flickering flames illuminating the devilishly grinning images on the wall. And right as it steps out of the corridor at the very end. All of the faces open their mouths and cackle <laughs> as a wave of necrotic, necrotic energy surges down the hallway and blasts the fire of elemental into a puff of smoke. Hmm. Well, I'm glad. Yes, that's, that's hmm. interesting. Hmm. So that seems like nothing fun. Is there anything? Is it just one big blast of the Craig Energy? There yeah, isn't anything just about it. One big blast that surged down the hallway, struck the fire elemental, and you notice that now that the elemental is gone, uh, the laughing, the, the images carved into the walls no longer appear to be laughing. They just staring neutrally into the center that... of the hallway. Did that do damage, or did it just extinguish? Yeah, well, it did life? enough. It did damage. It was enough damage to dis just it, destroy it. It yeah. says that it has, like, 12d10 plus 36 HP. Uh, I rolled it, and it was 138 damage. So I'm pretty sure okay. that's on that's, uh, <laughs> Yeah. That's, I'm glad I confirmed that. Yes. <laughs> so... Are you confident that the trap is now deactivated? No. <laughs> no. Do we want to send a shadow? Do you want to send a shadow down to make sure? I'm still just trying to look and see what we have for the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know which one of these uh, things on the plate are going to be involving this particular room. I, I don't. I don't know. Um. If you ask Onyx, he will, but he won't do it of his own volition. Like, he won't do it um, without being asked. Just looking at it, do we think that it's safe, or do we want to send something else down to confirm? 
Alessandra just keeps looking down. Well, I would happily send something, but everything we seem to kill keeps turning into dust. Or yeah, and all of the and all of the bones we found are on the bottomless floor. <laughs> yes, uh, any bones we have found are all now about eighty feet below us, and I'm not going down there to find them. It's okay. There's plenty of bones on this level if you know where to look. Oh uh, yeah, well, well, I'm more concerned with the. Uh, Freaking BFG sitting at the end of the goddamn hallway. That's... So what? What would you like to do? So the master in a neutral state now. Is they that are, yep. They're no, they no longer appear to be laughing. They're just staring down the hallway. Is there any actual point to this room? Does it, do any of the gods like this? I don't know if this is a freaking tomb or not. Uh, so it, you can't see. You can't, you can't you don't actually know. see to the end of this. You'll, you'll have to go right in and take a look if you, but to, to be able to actually <laughs> determine what it is. I feel like this is just a trap designed for the sake of being a trap. And so I'm trying to find where the um, stuff about the gods is to see if there's even anything related to that on here. Because I honestly refuse to... You can tell from where you stand, it does not look like there's a tomb at the end of that hallway. You can't see anything yeah. that would resemble a sarcophagus. You can see a large, pointy green object, but nothing that would resemble a sarcophagus. Do you want to risk trying to go down this thing? Well, Zinhorn with the voice in his head is saying... But no. Yeah, Zinhorn would probably no, like to stay back. We know what Mulder is. Yeah, Mulder is probably like screaming at this point. Just no, 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 no. I think we should check and see if it's safe before we actually walk down there because that uh, one shots that elemental, and uh, that's that's a very powerful magic I use on those elementals. Hmm. Well, I'm not going to throw Blinky down there if that's what you're intending. Just look over at Honest uh, and go, well, does it hurt when the shadow takes damage? Onyx shakes its head, shrugs, and sends out a shadow. Alright. Onyx's shadow, perhaps feeling the call of Wongo, charges down the narrow corridor and steps out through the opening at the end, completely he can't, unarmed. He can't actually get into that square. Oh, he can't? He can only get... He, he can, he can yeah. only get to 30 feet. If he goes more than 30 yep. feet away from me, he just gets destroyed. The shadow reaches the part of the hallway where the trap, or whatever it was, seems to have activated, but stands unharmed. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. Interesting. Zinhorn just looks at the others still with a very cautious look on his eyes going, no, no, no. <laughs> what would you like to do? Head down, follow the shadow? Uh, Onyx walks five feet in and sends the shadow another five feet. Onyx, you step five feet ahead into the corridor and likewise your shadow walks along with you. You watch as your shadow emerges into the room at the end and looks back at you unharmed. 
No cackles, no nothing. No, no cackles, no sounds. The images of green devils on the walls make no movement or any sign of life. Uh, Onyx steps out of the hallway, letting his shadow disperse to dust. Yep. Steps to the side and does that whole bow thing with the arms sweeping, as if up to you now. You, yep, yep. You, with a flourish, Onyx gestures towards the corridor and says, it's up to you. You know what Wongo wants. I would say up to you if I could speak. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, if you could uh, speak. It's been another hour since we entered yeah, this floor. Yeah, yeah, it's or... been about an hour. So seven okay, hours so to I'm, go. I'm now down to six hours, because it took an hour to get to the staircase. Yeah. Cool. So I'm down to six hours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, six hours to go. So, what would you like to do? Head down the corridor? Dead. So you slowly make your way down the corridor, flinching at every noise you hear, but nothing happens as you emerge in the room on the other side of the corridor. The walls and floors of this 15-foot square room are cracked and carved with images of terrified humanoids falling. Set into the middle of the floor is a stone bas-relief of a bearded devil face painted green. Forlorn cries echo from the black void of its gaping maw, which points straight down below you. Oh. Is it... Is the maw completely black? Yes. And it's also... Facing up, the moor is essentially a hole leading down. You can crawl in if you crawl into the mouth, you'll <laughs> be descending. Descending into darkness. I would like to stand in the opening to the hallway, uh, like from this end, so yep. where basically the square below the chin. Summon my shadow and get the shadow to climb into the hole. Very well. You summon your shadow. Your shadow looks at you as if you're certain and you nod. Your shadow climbs up onto the bearded devil statue and descends into the black void on the other side. Nothing appears to happen. Do you order your shadow to go deeper? I would like it to keep going as deep as it can um, and if it gets 30 feet away it's going to disperse yep. and I should know about it I would like you to make an acrobatics check for your shadow for my shadow? sure uh, acrobatics uh, is a plus one I was saying, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with Alessander being in the hallway directly in the line of this <laughs> oh, cool. that's a 19 a 19. Oh, yeah. So far, every dex check, I've rolled fairly high to get the plus one. <laughs> For the next five nerve-wracking minutes, your shadow climbs deeper and deeper into the devil's mouth until about 20 or so feet down, it reaches the very bottom of the chute underneath the devil face. And feeling around at its feet, it grasps uh, something in its hand, something hard, pointed, uh, cube-shaped. 
Okay. It's nothing but the lamp. <laughs> I'm sorry, Captain. Keep in mind, uh, so you peer over into the darkness. You can't actually see what your shadow has picked up. Yeah. Um, based on uh, the fact that you have dark vision, you can determine that this is magical darkness. Um, if yeah. you wish to see oh, yeah. what your shadow is actually doing, you'd have to dispel it. I uh, will get Ava to cast a spell magic f- from where she is, so she's not right yep. next to the mouth. Yeah, do we, I do we want? I was going to say, if it's saying into darkness descent, do we want to dispel this darkness? Because we don't know if the darkness is keeping whatever like just happened before from happening again. I don't know. Well don't then, know. in that case, I'll get my shadow to climb up. All right, make an acrobatics check for it, please. Uh, Oh, shit, that's a four. Four. Your shadow tries to scramble up, but uh, not being able to see, it it, it misplaces its hand about halfway up, drops down, and takes eight points of bludgeoning damage as it hits the floor. Dispels them because it only has one HP. Yep, and you hear the sound of whatever it was holding just clatter at the bottom as it falls back mm. down to the bottom of the shaft. So that's, that's 12, uh, sorry, About 20, 20 feet, feet down, yes. yes. Can one of us just mage hand down there since mage hand goes for 30 feet? If you like. Who, who's game to do it? Mm. I would advise that everyone get out of the way of the... Mm. Like, mouth first before anything happens, in case anything happens. Yeah, so like, I, I was gonna say, like, where we move to, like, like, the sides and stuff, so if it decides to fire a massive blast down the hallway, we don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you yeah. stand to the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 because I don't want to. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Alright, so Zinhorn and myself, who wants to put the magic hand down the I uh, first. Ladies first. Um, fine. Alessandra, shoot your mage hand down into the devil's maw until you feel the hard, cube-shaped thing grasped in your mage hand's fingers. And then you lift it up, and your mage hand emerges from the dark void, holding in its hand what appears to be a plain stone cube with a design carved into it. As the mage hand hovers over to you, uh, you're able to get a close look at the cube and you realise carved into it is what appears to be an image of a shambling zombie with a large cross carved through it. Okay... Can I roll anything to see if I can identify what that is? You or? can make uh, you you can make an Arcana check or an Intelligence check if you like. That's solid options. I like Arcana. I like Arcana more when I can roll higher than thirteen. <laughs> it's okay. Thirteen is enough. You identify that this cube appears to have a very simple and limited magical function. If the if a hand is placed over the image of the zombie, it will turn undead only once, 
as a first level cleric, at this point it will lose all of its charge and become nothing more than an inert stone cube. So a one free use of turn dead. Yes, as a first level cleric. <clears throat> Fair enough. Hmm. Well, I'll send a look at that and explain to the rest of you guys. It's a hmm, simple trick, but why would that be here of all things? Especially as the forlorn cries continue echoing out from the devil's mouth as you hold this cube. Hmm. Next question would be um, as the being changes to the faces on the wall. No, they appear to be the same. So, who wants the uh, magic cube? Anyone just looks at someone else? Anyone? Magic cube? I mean, Ava's the closest thing we yeah, have to Sir, a class. So, Lucian just shrugs. Ava, do you want Ava to take it? I was going to say she's basically the closest thing we have to a class. Yeah, that need to be a cleric to activate it. Yeah, so. it, it'll, it'll turn undead as a first level cleric, yes, so... Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like CR a quarter or something along those lines. Yeah. You know what's in one's like with undead things. Yeah, Alessandra's usually happy working with the undead, not turning not away, wording. so... Yeah. yeah. Sure, if you want Ava to take it, sure. Yeah, Ava yeah, reaches well, out, scoops it up in her wind. Um, there doesn't appear to be any curse on it, as Raster feathered hand around it, uh, nothing happens. She looks completely unfazed. Okay, so <clears> let me just write it down. Uh, so, turn undead scroll. Yeah, turn undead. Yeah, basically a scroll. Um, turn undead scroll. It's just the fact that it's Level in a cube. One. The fact that it's in a cube shape tells you that perhaps it serves a specific purpose. Yeah, okay. So what would you like to do? You make your way back down the corridor. The trap appears to be well and truly deactivated. The green faces simply watch as you emerge back out into the stairwell. Yeah, that was creepy. Mm -hmm. I always feel like I was being watched. Hey, you still feel like you're being watched because the walls out here are decorated with the same... Uh, green faces, however, these ones, unlike the others, appear to be permanently locked in an expression of gleeful laughter. Okay. Well, thankfully, we uh, only lost the fire element. Yeah, so I'm better than literally anyone else, because if I did anyone else, we probably would be dead. Yes. Yeah. So, where to from here? Um. Peek down the next hallway, I suppose? Yep, the one to the east. Zinhorn, yeah. please make yeah. a perception check. Um, that is a... Nine, uh, 21. You peer down this long, narrow hallway. You see nothing of note in the hallway itself, except about halfway down the hallway, you see there are two openings to the north and south of the hallway and the middle of the hallway has uh, two ramps leading up 
into both of these openings. At the very end of the hallway, you can see a large open room with a, checker, with a checkered marble floor and what appears to be a stone sarcophagus right in the middle of it. Mm. Are any noises coming from down there? You can hear no noises. And does it look like there's any like pressure plates or anything in the hallway? Not that you can detect. Okay. Otherwise, mm-hmm. if you're if you're not confident about this hallway, you can head it down and check the door to the south. Um, guessing everything. Mm-hmm. That's the function. Yeah, this is the tomb of nine gods. Is it there anything on the walls? Any like this? Is it still the, the same green laughing faces? However, much like the ones in the balcony, these ones appear to just be painted on the wall and are permanently locked in that expression. Hmm. Who wants to go first? No. It looks at Onyx with his uh, <laughs> crazy brain. <laughs> You can guess what's going through yeah. Alex's head at the moment. Run, yep. dead sprint down the hallway. See what happens. Go, 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 go. Um. Yeah, I can send a shadow out if you want. It could probably. Um, not great at dodging distance, but I think it could probably get to the just before that cross section. Uh, I can't exactly look. Like, and yeah, I think if I can guess on how big most of the cubes are, yeah, it'll probably get yeah. just before. Yeah, measurements are a little bit off. <laughs> what would um, you like to do? Yeah, I'll send my shadow. You conjure uh, your shadow and you send him down into the corridor. He reaches just about, just about the midsection, just enough to feel with his foot that uh, in the middle of the corridor, uh, the floor does uh, arc up evenly, both to the south and north, almost as if the cross-section of the... just as if the cross-section of the corridor is a giant circular-shaped room, but it cannot proceed any further. He can't go any further. Um... I will take one, so five foot of movement into the corridor and send my shadow another five foot. Your shadow moves another five feet into the cross section itself as he feels the floor with his legs. You can feel that this does appear to be the very bottom of a circle. Circle? But nothing happens? Nothing happens. Wait, so it's a... So you're saying the middle part is like an actual circle, it's yeah. not just... Yeah, it might be an actual circle, you you don't know. The ring is a, no, the ring is a part to another tomb. Is that what it's referring to? Maybe. Mm. So far, like, there's been no pressure plates, nothing setting anything off. No, nothing. 
perhaps the traps uh, on this I'm level are a bit more deep. I'm just going to put my token down so I know where I am. Oh, yep. it's underneath I know. I'll, the I'll put it, I'll put okay. it, I know where it is. No, it's underneath the shadow, so I can't even see it. You know, but I know where no, it is. So. Yeah, okay. You no, it's just for my, it was yeah. only for my reference, so that I know how far in I've gone. Oh, well, you're, you're here. My shadow's there, I'm... Yeah, your shadow's here, you're here. Um, yeah. yeah. I might just put my token here. Yeah, put it... Just put so it, that yeah. I know how far I am in. Yes, there you go. That, that's a good yeah. idea. Um, so, uh, okay. until someone wants to step further into the corridor, you won't be able to get a good look at what's actually there. Mm. Well, it seems like it's safe enough, I suppose. You could at well, you, you know that at the very least... Wait, you, so. Yeah, you know at the very least you can move to the cross-section. Yeah, Zinhan's going to move up and just sort of get a bit of a look. Not go into, like, the cross-section, but just before it so we can see both ways. Yep, so Zinhorn. You see that there is a four-way intersection, and the corridors to the north and south curve upward out of sight, with no rails or steps to allow them to be climbed. Hmm. And there's still, on the other side of the cross, there's, like, still all, like, no strings, no... No, nothing. Um, I'm going to be about five minutes. I'm just putting pizzas on for dinner. Yep. Um, please don't get me killed. So, who wants to... <laughs> so, Alessander, do you want, to step... you want to step up to where the shadow is at the very least? Because you could assume that's probably safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously, I'll stay in the first part of the hallway, so just to not at least get up to Now reveal it, because everyone stepped into the There is a dead body. There is a dead body there. Indeed. The corpse of a half-human, half-goat creature in robes sprawls about ten feet to the north. It grips a staff tipped with a bronze goat's head, and here, standing in the cross-section, you can determine that the corridors to the north and the south do curve upwards, and indeed this cross-section appears to be a gigantic circle. Moving upwards to the south and the north, and then meeting again above your heads, completing the ring. So it is the ring. Oh, really you said that there's a, a staff? In, yep, the dead the body? body is holding a staff. Does, does it look like the body's been there for a while? There is still colour and flesh to the body, so it appears, from where you are standing anyway, that this person perished perhaps only a day or two ago. But where the hell could have gotten here a day before us? As far as we know, no one's come in here before Maybe us. slightly longer than that. Possibly. Zinhorn, do you want to go up and check the corpse? Uh, Zinhorn doesn't want to walk up there. That's probably... Um, I mean, main chance not going to be able to carry the damn thing back, and I... Well, I do have really... another method of grabbing onto things. Oh, yeah, vines. Vines. You want to try to pull the body down to where you are? Uh, at least want to grab the staff. Alright. Uh... Mm -hmm. The staff will require no check, you just fling out your vine, wrap it around the staff and 
pull it down to the bottom of the ring where you stand. As the staff, as the vine drops the staff at your feet, it clatters onto the stone, and you can, you can all feel magic. Uh, you can all feel magic uh, pulsating out of the staff. Oh. Yeah. If you like. I mean, it's usually my go-to for any of these situations. Yeah, go ahead. Make an arcana check. Um, 18. 18. You look at the staff, and you identify it rather quickly. It is a staff of striking. It is a very rare weapon, requires attunement. This staff can be wielded as a magic quarter staff that grants a plus three bonus to attack and damage rolls. The staff has ten charges. When you hit with a melee attack using it, you can expend up to three of its charges. For each charge you expend, the target takes an extra 1d6 force damage. The staff regains 1d6 plus four expended charges daily at dawn. You could tell that this staff is incredibly powerful, but... Surely, this is a rather ordinary staff of striking. Uh, there is no... that You don't feel entirely confident that that explanation is enough to explain the sheer power of the magic you could feel emanating from it. Buffeting you, making your hair stand on end as if there's a field of static electricity around you. Oh, oh this thing is so goddamn tempting. <laughs> this, that would be utterly perfect, considering I use a quarter stuff. Well, if you want to do Yeah, but... Mm, I do, but I also feel like there's getting more to this damn thing, and... I need to do identify or detect magic to try and figure out what the deal is. Well, detect magic will only sort of tell you what type of magic, whereas identify Yeah, but will that will you... provide an idea. Whereas, yeah, identify will fully identify it. Some of the items oh, in this either... room are quite hard to identify with arcana checks. Yeah, okay, so either I sit for 10 minutes or I just cast it straight off. Entirely up to you, what no, would you like? No, not in a great spot if we're sitting for 10 minutes. Just... Well, there doesn't appear to be anything in the ring aside from the dead body. In I fact, you it, notice so. that the dead body is kind of slumped halfway up the side of the ring, which makes no sense because gravity doesn't work that way. He should have at least slid down to the bottom where you are. I would like to take a gold coin and throw it up the ring to see what happens. You take a gold coin and you hurl it up the north towards the dead body, and it reaches... I'm trying to get past yeah. it to see what it happens. It reaches just beyond the dead body and clatters as it hits the side of the ring, but instead of bouncing off and falling back down to where the ground is more flat, it seems to stick right there to the curvature in the floor. I swear to God, if I'm at zero health again... You're not no. at zero health. No one's <laughs> been hurt. We found a really powerful staff and what appears to be 
anti-grab ring. Yeah, the anti-grab ring. Apparently, yeah. this ring doesn't apply to the rules of yeah, gravity. If you wanted to, it's, um, if, if you wanted to, it looks like you could just walk up the side. How tall is the is the ring? Altogether, well, about thirty feet. About thirty, 30 feet, feet above you is the well, if is where the paths if, loop together. If someone wants to test it, uh, we can wrap a vine around you as you go, just in case something happens and you fall. Okay, alright. I'm just Can you see what the shadow sees, or...? No, but you could send it has him up, though, so... Yeah, you can send him up if you mm. want. I assume really... when you say anti-grav, it's not I can stand at it, the bottom and jump to the no, top. It's it's, more, no, it's more no, because no, no. keeping you attached yeah. to the floor. Yeah, you'll yeah. stick so to the floor. I can send... Well, look, we can always send someone up to see what's up there, but we can send my shadow up first to activate any yep. pressure plates. Very well. Okay. Well, actually, the shadow can the rest of us get out of the way of the... Uh, That's a good idea. Hallway. So you oh, step back yeah. into where... You step back into where Onyx is. Um, but first, what did we... Fine. Did you say we found a, a staff or something? Yeah, staff a, of striking. Staff, we don't really know what the full a is. plus three, a plus yeah. three quarter staff that can expend charges to deal one d six force damage. It was in the oh. it was clutched in the hands of the dead body. Fair enough. But we feel yeah, that I'm more sure. of a more of a presence, more of a magic yeah, presence. Yeah, I'll have to sit oh. down to figure out what else this thing does. So, but yes, yes I'm very tempted by it. but in character, out of character, very, very, very tempted, tempted by it. it. So, would you like <laughs> to send your shadow to the north or to the south? Uh the dead guy is to the north, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Um. That doesn't mean that the trap's only north, it just means no, that only one person's gone north. Yeah, I died would there. send my shadow north. Yep. Your shadow with the, with the reasoning that we know there's a trap there, we can at least figure out what it is. Well yep. I can figure out what it is because I don't care what the others do. You watch as your <laughs> shadow moves to the north, eventually reaching the dead body, and as your shadow mm. steps over the dead body, he brushes away. Uh, the dead body's hand with his feet revealing a yellowed piece of parchment underneath. Ooh. The shadow continues walking up the ring, attaching to the um. side and following the curvature of the floor until he's above you. He continues walking along the very top of the ring, and then when he reaches the cross section, he blinks out of existence with no fanfare, no 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 magical effect or anything visible he just ceases to be okay. you can all see that parchment yeah so yes. i feel him disperse you don't feel him disperse you feel that he is still active you just don't see him anymore okay well i'd like to mention the parchment <laughs> <laughs> I can't relay that either. Yeah. No. We all see him disappear. Yeah, you all see him just disappear silently with no fanfare. Just one second he's there, he takes a step forward and then blink, he's gone. The ring is a part of no, another tomb. Teleportation magic, perhaps? By the way, I'd like to maintain that parchment over Uh He can't be more than 30 feet away from me, though. If he hasn't disappeared. Either way, 
Actually, yeah. there's no there's no on the actual dead body. I'd actually like to go up and yep. One inspect the body and two check the parchment that we that was. Yep. So as you approach the body, I'd like you to make an investigation check, please. Unless unless you're checking for his cause of death, that would be a medicine check. And Zinhorn, make a medicine check, please. 16. 16. Okay, so, uh, you examine the corpse, and he appears to be a human wizard of some description, wearing long, flowing, uh, red robes. Kind of similar to the, what the Thayan wizards wear, but not having any identifying insignias. You notice that portions of his face, however, have subtle goat-like features. There's fur sprouting from his chin. His eyes have curved uh, into almost the visage of a devil. And his feet have entirely turned into uh, hooved, furred, goat-like legs. Um, Zinhorn, you notice that there are a number of uh, a number of cuts and bruises around his body, and you quickly determine that his cause of death uh, was from stabbing. He appears to have fallen in battle. Perhaps he was fleeing up the cube to escape something, but did not get very far. He, he carries upon him an ink pot that uh, should by all rights have spilled as it's lying on its side, but it's still filled with ink. This quickly allows you to determine that this is an ink pot that never runs dry and always mm. refills itself. He is oh also, also in a uh, pouch just underneath his robe. Uh, you see a leather-bound spell book. And it contains uh, the following spells. Alarm, comprehend languages, detect magic, expeditious retreat, identify, illusory script, mm -hmm. sleep, tenzer's floating disc, arcane oh. lock, cloud of daggers, mm -hmm. flaming sphere, oh. knock, dispel magic, and fireball. Ooh. That's a good list. Much like with the Thayan, much like with the Thayan um, spell books, you may spend a long, a short or long rest uh, converting any one of these spells into a scroll. I mean, technically speaking, I think Tensor's floating disc is a ritual spell to begin with, so I can it copy is that. Indeed, you can just copy that indeed if you like. Uh, I don't really know if I have much use for that one. That's for mostly for like carrying stuff, I believe. Either way, definitely. So definitely is alarm. Alarm is also a ritual. That is true. That is alarm true. Good. Okay, what does the um the scroll that I, I will definitely take that inkwell though. The, the yeah. never-ending inkwell is. But the, the spells in the book that are rituals are Tenser's floating disc, illusory script, and alarm. Yeah. But you'd like to read okay. the parchment. You snatch up the parchment yes. and unfurl it, and I'm going to put it in Discord for you. It reads, To those who find this, know that I, Devlin Bashir, am the last surviving member of the Company of the Yellow Banner. The warlord Rasnasi stripped us of our weapons and threw us in here on orders of his master, Asarak. 
and can only imagine our souls are be to be fed to his phylactery. Alas, it seems he has won. Our company was separated after the incident with the four-armed gargoyle. The tomb guardians tore Seward to pieces, and with him, we lost the Star Fallen. Our quest was a failure. Even if we'd found the Eye, the Alf Princess was gone. My friends wouldn't have lasted long without their weapons, especially with a doppelganger in our midst, as Seth suspected. Of course, I kept my staff. I'm sure Brixton would have seen some humour in that. Gentle reader, let a dying man offer you one piece of advice. Aserak is a trickster who desires nothing but your soul. His riddles may help you, but in the end, his final secret always leads to your doom. Timura, save us all. Well then, we have ourselves another mystery on our hands. Mm. Devlin Bashir, what is... Uh, does any of this sound familiar at all? The name sounds familiar from something, but I don't think it's D&D related that I recognise I will. One. I will make Sir Lucian attempt a history check. Sir Lucian? Okay. Sir Lucian grumbles as he said, mm, Company of the Yellow Banner. Daredevil Adventuring Company. Mm. Perhaps they came gift. perhaps they came to Omu in search of riches. Well, they definitely found something here. Um Is Starfallen a race or is it an item in this case? Uh, I, I will allow Zinhorn to please make a history check on that one, because it is an Alvin turn. Oh, okay. Ooh, history. Uh, is a thing. The term Starfallen, among many elven cultures, is used to refer to one who is the next rightful heir, the one who is the rightful heir to a throne that is occupied by a usurper. Oh, okay. Wait, is what as a usurper, sorry? The rightful heir to a throne that is occupied by a usurper. Oh, for example, for example, they might say we are restoring the star fallen to power. Okay, okay. Huh. Who found the eye? The elf princess was gone. You recall, Zinhorn, that back in the Bakumora, there was no king or. There was no king or queen or royalty as such. The uh, land you were from was ruled by druids, but there was an arch druid at their head, and the, the, and the lines of succession for who would replace the arch druid in the case of their death were sometimes muddy. Hmm. Sometimes one who would one who would wish to prove themselves as the next arch druid would sometimes be sent on a quest of courage. Right. The rest of it is very confusing. Hmm. Like, my friends wouldn't have lasted long without their weapons. That makes sense. Well, that's that's just that makes sense. Them the weapons, but the yeah. double but is interesting. if they had no weapons, then how is it that this man was carrying the staff, unless he found the staff within the tomb? I was going to say, it's either he found it in the tomb, or hypothetically, I mean... It's entirely possible he could be a warlock that just happened to uh, 
yeah, perhaps a warlock of Rust and the Sea, but he's carrying his spell book. That is true. I'm just throwing out the objective. I'm, yeah. I'm more concerned with things like, you know, I'm looking at going in if we found the eye. I'm not sure what the eye is. Elf princess of some description. Doppelganger in the party is an interesting one, and I'm not even going to start on the four-armed gargoyle, because obviously I'm guessing that's going to be a problem somewhere in the near future. Um, Alessander, you may actually make a history check of your own. Um, the elf princess is dead. She's a puddle of goo underneath a dragon's claw. There's more than one elf <laughs> princess. <laughs> in life, technically, I have her in a jar. <laughs> um, that's a 19, as I'm trying to search. You try to remember, you try to think and remember the legends of Omu. You have known that Omu has often been associated with tales of treasure. For example, uh... For example, the navel of the moon, that uh, bag of nails yeah, that Baxi was searching for. But there is mm. an, there is another treasure uh, known as the Eye of Zoltek. For centuries, this fist-sized ruby surmounted the Great Pyramid in Nexol, capital city of the Maztican Empire. The, dre the gem is a relic of the cult of Zoltek, and its dagger-like point was plunged into the hearts of countless sacrifices. When the Tabaxi uh, migrated from Maztica to Faerun, they brought this eye with them, and eventually, over time, it became known as a symbol of power to various tribes in Cholt and the neighbouring lands. One who had hold of it would be able to prove uh, that they are worthy of ascending the throne of whatever culture had sent them on this quest. Hmm. So clearly this crawl away that more or less the group, but it can especially Seattle San just looking going. So for some reason they came here searching for the eye in order to put this name this elf princess in power, but obviously just sort of spits out the name, you know, Rasnesi would have uh, thrown a spanner into that works. It mm. seems, based on the fact that he took their weapons, it seems mm. that Rasnesi literally just threw them, sent them down into the tomb to try to determine what sort of defences it has. Perhaps it is the fate of this specific adventuring party that led Rasnesi to believe that he would not be able to enter the tomb on his own. Onyx grabs a piece of paper from someone and writes down, Why is the body still here? Now that I can't answer. Unfortunately, speak with dead is not something I have on me. There's no other way to get an answer out of him. Why is... Because it's been noted that the bodies get used. Yes, so why was so he... So why... One in particular is just left here. His riddles may help you, but in the end, he's... So what if this is... He's... Asarak is a trickster, so... What if this... Body was left here on purpose. technically a red herring? Hmm. Also... I really hope there's not a doppelganger in this. 
dungeon that will eventually take over what take take one of our spots. There is still the, that there will is be very interesting to so, see how you. So there are a number of possibilities. Either hmm. either he actually is a mem, actually he is an adventurer, and he just died here, and they decided to leave him here as you know something to nah. throw the next group off guard, or. He was, or he died elsewhere and was placed here specifically for the purposes of a red herring. He may not even be an adventurer at all. But so Lucian does recognize the name of the adventuring company and verifies that that he's a real adventuring party. That is true. Um, I still feel my shadow though, don't I? You still feel your shadow, but it can't be seen. Can I make it take a step back the way it came? You can, and as it takes a step back, it blinks back onto the top of the ring, staring down at you. But he didn't get hurt. No danger. I am going to swap positions with him. So the shadow yep. is now with the party, and, now and you're I am standing on top. top of the ring. And I'm going to step through, but be ready to spot back immediately. Yep. You step forwards. The rest of you watch as Onyx steps forwards, and then blink. He is gone. Onyx, you step forwards, and you look around, and you're standing at the top of the queue, but you cannot see the rest of your party. Also, the dead body of the adventurer, Devlin, is no longer lying in its spot. The ring, the the circular room appears to be entirely empty, save for yourself. Hmm. There's nothing else up there? No, it appears to be completely. Appears to be the same room. You could see the corridors leading off into the next room and back out into the stairwell. But, uh, you just can't what? see the party or the dead body. What? Oh, but um, I don't know how. If there is like an alternate world existing, like <laughs> seconds ahead or something. And this is an exact duplicate. So you said, do you want to just like keep heading forward and see what happens, or do you want to try and step back and see if it returns again? Uh, well, first off, I'll step back to see if I return back to... You take a step back, and once again, feeling no sensation, feeling as if nothing has changed, you look around and you see Devlin's body and the party standing just where you left them. The rest okay. of you see Onyx suddenly step out of thin air. I'll step back in, and I'll send my shadow five feet in front of me. Um, yep. And just slowly walk towards the room. And if my shadow disappears, I will stop moving. Yep, you step your... Sh- you, you summon your shadow... You send it five feet ahead of you, following it down the corridor to the east. Eventually, your shadow steps out into the big open room 
at the other side. Would you like to follow it? If he doesn't disappear, he not then I would like to step into the same yep. space. You step out into the same space as your shadow. As you okay. step into the room, I would just like to point out for the others that you cannot see Onyx or his shadow emerging from the corridor into the room ahead. Onyx. Mm, um, I am really sorry, but I need to go check the pizzas, and this That's is really okay. bad timing. I'm so sorry. Yep. Mm. So, uh, you've seen the Onyx disappear, and you've not heard any footsteps. You don't know where he's gone. And the corridor to the east appears to be just as empty as it was a second ago. You do not see Onyx emerge from the hallway. What would you like to do? Does anyone else want to walk up the side of the ring? I kind of feel like if he's proven that it's safe, we should probably stick with him because I don't want to stay down here if he's up by himself. <laughs> yep. Does anyone want to cast Detect Magic or anything? Are you paranoid enough yet? Depends if we can get it. I can cast Detect Magic, but it's going to cost me a spell. Oh, I suppose I still have two more spell slots, so... Uh, yeah, actually. Can I cast Detect Magic on both the staff and this ring, or just one? Well, one, one cast of Detect Magic will illuminate everything. So... You cast the tech magic and immediately the staff in your hand and the cross section above you at the very top of the ring begin to glow in different colours. The star emanating with an aura of transmutation magic and the midsection of the ring emanating with an aura of conjuration magic. Okay, conjuration magic would make sense. Transmutation magic worries me to absolutely no bloody end. You can attempt to make an arcana check to identify one of these sources. Well, on the staff you can't because you already made an arcana check, but you can attempt yeah. to identify the other source of magic. Um, I suppose, uh, 24? 24. You walk up the side of the ring to where you saw Onyx and his shadow depart, and you hold out your hand into the join, and your hand crosses over the line where you saw Onyx and his shadow step, and it doesn't disappear, and you channel the energy you could feel. It takes about 10 minutes of solid contemplation. But you determine that the exact centre of the ring is enchanted with a plane shift spell. How? Oh. Okay. Um, while he's doing that, I will have swapped places with my yep. shadow just to confirm that the rooms look the same at a quick glance. They do indeed. Okay. Because uh, I've got a theory as to why that body's left there. Mm. He's from this dungeon. And he died in the other dungeon. No, I mean, sorry. I'm still thinking of me in the other dungeon. He's yep. from the other dungeon. 
where he was put in, and but he's got a yeah, tap in there, but then he's... died in the other dungeon, so the dwarves from the plane ship oh. in the dungeon haven't come over to collect him. That's a theory that I have. Um, no, I, I, I don't know what to do now with this room. Yeah, yeah no, well, but Alessandra and Bob are both very curious about this particular piece of magic. So, what would you still like to do? Of this stuff. Still insanely wary of this stuff. Like, I might put it away for now and resolve to look at it later because I don't. I mentioned the doppelganger and the fact that this thing's pulling off transmutational. Magic. And that, and that uh, there appears to be a gateway to another plane here in this room. Um, Onyx would like to walk forward. Yep. Leaving his shadow in the entryway. Yep. Onyx would like to, No, I mean... Oh, yeah, in, in the entryway that, um, to this room, yep. Yes, yes, please. He would like to look, go forward and, ins and look at the... Um, um, sarcophagus or whatever we call it. This room um, smells of wine. On a checkerboard marble floor, a gilded coffin sparkles in sunlight streaming down from the chamber's vaulted ceiling, which arches 12 feet overhead. Four huge stone gargoyle heads, their mouths agape, protrude from the walls. Your footsteps echo as you walk across the marble floor towards the sarcophagus. And here, carved into the lid of the sarcophagus, is a phrase written in Draconic. Drown, drown your sorrows. Copy image, paste image, upload, so it's down the bottom. Drown your sorrows, okay. I am going to move back to the opening of this room. Yep. Swap with my shadow, shadow. and walk up and ins and look at the tomb in the real world. Very well. I'm just going to call it real world yeah. and dream world, you just swap, so that I can differentiate. You swap places with your shadow, finding yourself in an identical version of the same room, and here, Zinhorn, Ava. Uh, Alessander and uh, Sir Lucian see you materialize in the room ahead. You approach the sarcophagus and find the exact same phrase written upon it, this time in common. Okay. Uh, for the sake of me getting the pizza, I'm going to then head back to the party, swap over into the real world, and let the others know what I've found, and I personally will be right back. Yep. everyone think about that after after onyx reveals that there appears to be two versions of the identical room ahead with the exact same features within them save for one being written in draconic and the other being written in common huh. yeah uh, hmm like i said the same thing they both say, drown your sorrows. 
I'm trying to see if... Hmm. I mean, he's really interested in just casting water breathing just to be safe, because especially considering we've already read a thing about wine and drowning in wine, and this yep. room smells of wine. Yep, you can go ahead and cast... Um, so, so would you all like to step out of the ring, head down the corridor, and go into the tomb? Which and, one? And, the one above, the one beneath. Yeah, which which one hole are we in? Are we in the? You're in. You're in what? You're in what? Uh, Onyx calls the real world at the moment. Okay. Okay. You'd have to move up to the top of the ring to cross through to the other one. But that said, the room ahead seems to be safe as Onyx is standing in it. He's gesturing for yeah. me to come and join him. Uh, yeah, I guess go into the real world room and just. Yep. I don't know. I feel I. I keep looking at the whole the ring as a part to another tomb, but that doesn't give us anything to work with. This sweet, fruity scent of wine fills your nostrils as you step into this large open room. As your footsteps begin to echo on the polished, checkered floor. Either way, I'm, I'm going to sit and cast water breathing, and that's going to take ten minutes, but I don't trust this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't appear anyone's got anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Just, just consider it a safety measure. Yep. Uh, while, while Alessandra casts water breathing, Zinhorn, is there anything you would like to do? Um... Not really? <laughs> yep, so you just wait for Alessandra to cast water breathing. Ten minutes pass, and you all just sort of bask in the bright sunlight that's pouring down from the arched uh, roof above. Given how far underground this level of the dungeon is, you conclude that this could only be magical sunlight, but it warms you as you sit in it, and it feels almost as if you're sitting on a on a warm rock on the surface. Hmm. Can we confirm the one at the top's the same? If you want to go and head back, um, it, well, but, um, Onyx did describe it, looked exactly the same. Well, I mean, well, I felt the same. Yeah, he described, uh, quickly, you quickly confirm with him that Yes, it did feel the same. It appears the sunlight in both versions of the room is magical sunlight. Hmm. Uh, so this could be I mean, one of two things here, because we also have the ring is a part of another two, and then we have the dead or sunlight. Yes. The dead of sunlight. And okay, is there any other? Is there anything else on the sarcophagus? Any symbols? Or is it no just... symbols whatsoever. It's just the phrase "drown your sorrows," and there are also four gargoyle heads attached to the walls with big gaping mouths. Did, didn't we read something in the notes about there being a false tomb? You did. It said the ring is a path to another tomb. Oh yes, you no, did. No, I'm yeah, the records. Yes, 
you did read, yeah. yes, the records did have a false tomb listed as one of the traps that people have succumbed to. Not to mention this, be in the yeah. dream world. Yeah, I was going to say, not to mention the um, fact that this entire level is known as the... Dun dungeon, yeah, yeah, Dungeon of Deception. Yeah, I feel like we need yeah. to be in the dream world. Yes. So you want to go into the opposite dimension? I feel like Yes. That, mm. Yes. Are you sure? No, but no, yeah. you <laughs> Well, no. I think in either case, we will leave it there for this week. Because this is quite uh, no. a... Because this... You don't know? You want to continue on? Okay. No, this is what you want to call it, then by all means. Yeah. I was saying no. because now I have a whole week to sit on this spot. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, well, yeah, no, I think we'll call it. Because I think that's a good cliffhanger yeah. to end it on. Um, uh, okay. Um, so, um, I would like to thank... Uh, Roncio Del Bosque for the follow, and thank you for the six people who were watching that whole ring deal and trying to work out what the hell was going on. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving it here because the thing that is in the, the thing that's in these next couple of rooms, like we won't be able to complete it in time, so like it's best yeah, to, best to stop now. So yeah. Uh, but okay. you made headway into level two, the Dungeon of Deception. You cleared out entirely the staff-only area. Um, That's fun, mommy. That's what I like. Figured <laughs> out, figured out what was in the Devil's head and claimed it. The cube of um, the cube of turning. Discovered that the yeah. ring seems to be a portal to another dimension, and have fun with fire elementals. Yes, and. And now, as you sit here in the room that smells strongly of wine, we shall say to be continued next week. Thank you once again for everyone to join us. We'll be back tomorrow for some Fallout 2. And uh, until next time, uh, don't start getting involved in dimensional timey-wimey wibbly-wobblies because it may just break your brain. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.